Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. I was reading Una Mullally in the Irish Times today talking about whether Irish pubs should be given protected status. And I'm interested in hearing people's thoughts and views on this. 1800 453 106 is the number. Um, Fred Reynard is the manager of, of course, the famous Johnny Fox's pub. Fred, do you think you should have some form of cultural status? Good afternoon, Una. I believe yes. I believe that we should. Um, Johnny Fox's itself, without going into sales pitches and talking about us, is very much a believer in the uh, tradition and upholding heritage, etc. We, we fund a lot and we support a lot through our dancers and our bands and musicians. So we would be very much supportive of that. And having that status would further enhance it. And I think it would be good for all rural pubs across Ireland. What sort of protections, though, would it give you, Fred? Um, I, I would... I would hazard to guess what the protection is. I just believe that it is something that should happen in the sense that when things are changed, uh, we might be heard better. I mean, we have the LVA and the IVF, etc. Um, the Restaurants Association helps out where possible. But I mean, the reality is we, we've no voice of our own. So if we had some form of status or protection of some sort, I think that would help, a benefit. And uh, I mean, Johnny Foxes, I mean, we're, we're an institution in ourselves, but that doesn't mean we don't get affected. We do. We feel the pinch. We've over 100 staff here to look after, you know, so it, it happens. So we do need, we feel when things change, we feel when, you know, minimum wages are increased or things are changed across licensing or VAT or anything like that. We feel it as much as anyone else does. Mm. It's just different ratios, different sliding scales. How do you decide, though, like, do you, is it that every pub in Ireland, like, are they really all unique? Like the big super bars that are, you know, nearly a copycat design off the more older traditional pub. Do you put them in the same category? Is it only bars that do traditional music no, I, and dance? I don't believe that, I don't believe a publican can put itself, myself or anyone else, into a category. I believe that that would be a third party or a governing body or a panel um, or the learned people. Um, they would decide what the criteria is. I mean, I don't believe I could. I'd be very, very biased. Yeah, okay. Kira Cummins is on the line as well from um, the, Stor- the Strawberry Hall pub. Kira, how do you decide who gets the cultural uh, protection? Um, well, I suppose as, as um, that man there from Johnny Fox, sorry, I didn't catch his Fred, name. Fred, Fred. Uh, Fred, Fred. Hi, nice, nice to talk to you, Fred. Just, um, I think that he's right. It's not really for us to, to say. However, there are plenty of uh, buyers in Ireland that are, you know, generational. They've been in families for years or they've been, they're part of the culture. I think probably buyers that are now, you know, popping up and sometimes they try to even, you know, mimic what it is to be a traditional bar, but it is a very hard thing to recreate. Um, but, you know, the authenticity needs to be there. Um, and I think if you look across the world, every city, um, really, you could probably find an Irish bar somewhere but the ones that are in Ireland I mean it is what we are famous for when people talk about Irish heritage and culture pubs are always mentioned and for many good reasons and mm. um, so I suppose you know looking at ones like well if we're looking at protection looking at ones that are probably there for uh, as part of the culture for a long time. Do you have to do have music Irish traditional music and dance though? 
Um, I think some bars don't have music, but it is obviously that feeds into more culture and more heritage. And maybe that will be the kind of support that will be needed. Um, if a bar has music on, um, you know, that can be quite difficult. Just say uh, it's a, a January night and you're putting music on and then, you know, people can't afford to go out. And then, you know, you're still left to pay the musician, but you're still feeding artists of Ireland. You know, you're still feeding that culture. So maybe there's something to be done with tax there where um, entertainment costs could be offset against tax. You see, because you, you'd effectively be talking about adding it to some sort of a UNESCO list, really, wouldn't you? Like, that's that's really what you'd have to do. Well, I read the article. I think that definitely that's what they're trying to say, is that in 2022 and 2023, we didn't put forward anything for the UNESCO, the UNESCO list, where before it was like harp players and stuff that was unique to Ireland, which is great. But, you know, that it is something to be protected. If they keep closing down, um, you know, I know that there was a high rate of, of uh, bars in Cork and Limerick as well. Um, if if they're not protected and, you know, if they can be just closed down on like that, then we're losing that part of our culture. And it's not something that can just be recreated by opening a new bar and trying to pretend that it, it's authentic because it's not. OK. Uh, John Clendenin, um is from Giltraps Pub in, in Kennedy in County Offaly. John's the, the president of the, 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 uh, the Vintners of the VFI as well. Would it actually help, John? Um, absolutely, Andrea, and good afternoon to you and your listeners. I suppose from our perspective, and, and this is uh, something that has been on the agenda for the VFI for the last number of years now, um, I think really what it is to do uh, in terms of an objective here is, is to highlight and emphasise what exactly the, the pub is in terms of cultural standings uh, on the island of Ireland or in, in Ireland, and, and, and to help it in that regard in terms of protecting it. You know, if you look at the, the world on a global basis, the Irish pub has been exported to all corners of the world and you'd be amazed where you'd find them. But it's, it's very much a case of often copied and never quite equaled. Um, so really what we want to do is, is to highlight um, what is on in our country uh, and to ensure that it gets the recognition that it deserves. And we have actually gone as far as submitting an expression of interest um, to the, the Department of Arts um, and Tourism. Um, for consideration that they would put this forward at the next uh, meeting of, of UNESCO. Uh, I think just to put it in perspective, to give you a couple of, you know, in terms of that inta- intangible cultural piece, uh, you know, there's many different initiatives that are protected around the world in relation to this by UNESCO. Um, and I'll just give you a couple of examples uh, on how we can possibly relate that back to, to, the, to the pub then. You know, beekeeping in Slovenia is a way of life. Alpine pasture season in Switzerland is considered a way of life. And without getting into the detail of the actual Alpine pasture process, it's considered, and I'm reading from UNESCO in relation to this, the knowledge, the skills and the customs of the Alpine pasture season, including farming and cheesemaking, are often transmitted informally within families and their seasonal employees or among members of the Alpine societies and cooperatives. And, and, and And I think that is something that we have in the pub that we need to maintain. But you, you, you can um, probably understand there's a lot of people getting in touch though, John, you know, uh, nearly sort of half laughing at the idea that we would nearly suggest that, you know, boozing is a, a way of life in Ireland if we were to give the pub some sort of cultural status. Like, a lot of people are on the fence about the idea but think that where it's not acknowledging the drink culture, where it's actually more about the cultural aspects of the dance and the music and, and all of that, that... For some people, they're they're happier to see it getting cultural status if that's what's being recognised. 
Exactly. And, and you know, there, under no circumstances would we be emphasizing solely that this is about, you know, uh, alcohol or, or, or drinking solely in that regard. You know, I think if you go back to COVID and this is really where it came out of from our perspective is that, you know, we, we didn't know what we, we had until it was gone, that old saying. And with pubs closed for as long as they were, people couldn't wait to get back to them. Um, but very much, you know, it, in many towns and villages up and down the country, the pub is the social pillar of the community uh, and it goes far beyond just the point or the music or, 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 or the crack. You know, there's, this, there's an inta- intangible, you know, in some ways, unexplainable feeling that people get from a pub through that spontaneity of going in and just not knowing how your evening is going to unfold. Yes. Uh, and it's very hard to, you know, that is intangible uh, and really that's the intangible cultural piece that we are trying to So why not recognise it? So some of the texts on this from listeners, um, giving the pubs cultural status, would it not encourage them to raise prices even more? I never visit Irish pubs overseas. I just want to get away from them, says this texter. Mark says, Greens of Kinvara in Galway should be a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Greens have been serving for over 150 years. Mary and her two daughters, Colette and Hilary, now run the pub steeped in history. Um, that's according to Mark. Another texter says, such nonsense. Special status for Irish pubs, are you joking? Another listener, Irish pubs are a place of welcome with music and conversation and Irish pubs shouldn't be pretentious. What about you, Willie Ahern, from the uh, the Palace Bar, a Victorian heritage pub in Dublin? I presume you also think it's a good idea, Willie. Good afternoon. I, I do, yeah. Like I remember following it a few years ago uh, in France. They were trying to get their, their coffee shops, their traditional coffee shops, uh, the status, you know, and it really kind of dawned on me as well. Like, like we have, you know, some of the public houses in this country. Um, you know, tourists come here; they don't come for the weather or for the, the urban skylight. You know, they come here for history and culture, and and public houses play a huge part in that. Uh, like, we're blessed in Dublin city centre to have maybe fifteen uh, pubs that date back to the eighteen hundreds, and throughout the country, towns throughout the country as well. Uh, no, I do. I, I feel it'd be great public recognition now for uh, for, for the public should house. It, should it be every pub or just certain bars that you know sort of hit a, 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 um, a particular criteria? Yeah, I, I, again, I'd, I'd leave that to the, the people. But I do feel that there is something unique what we have in Ireland that other countries don't have. I, I think we do something special here. Like I think. Um, you know, the family pubs are in the country, the, the traditional houses that have been in, in the village or in the town for going back to the early 1900s or the 1800s. Uh, you know, if you go to Dingle, there's some fabulous mm. houses. You go to Nina, Una Powell's in Nina. Uh, Birmingham. I was in Dick Max over New Year's in, in Dingle and it's a, it's, it's a really just yeah, interesting, you know, it's a great, it's a great. Around the corner, Currens, you know, houses like that. So, you know, there's, um, um, Mooney's Monastery, Evan Morrissey's Abbey Leagues. Like, I could name them all. Yeah, day, like, the, you know? yeah. Well, we want to hear actually from from listeners today on this. Just finally, John, will this go anywhere? Like, will there actually be a policy brought in? Do you think on this? I, I would hope so, and I'm going to remain very optimistic on it. And I think you know what we're looking at even now is trying to engage with stakeholders right across the island of Ireland and make it a, a, a an all island approach in terms of protecting the Irish pub. But you know, I think in, just in response to some of your listeners that are you know kind of see this as being the laughing stock that we're trying to protect pubs, I think we have to be pr- proud of what we have as well, um, Andrea. And you know, there's a, there's a certain aspect there that, as, as Willie said, you know, they're not they're not copied anywhere in the world. They're unique. They go back decades. 
you know, there's there's generations of families involved. Like that is history and culture and tradition that must be protected for future generations. We've and I and I don't think we should just throw it away yeah. willy nilly. So some we've some stunning pubs in Ireland, says this texter. I'm always so proud to show them off to visitors. They're like nowhere else. Another texter says it was in Argentina about twenty years ago. I found an Irish bar in Cordoba, a city dead centre within the country. Irish bars have huge significance worldwide and they should be helped uh, held up here culturally as well. Another texter though, surely it'll just amplify the idea that the Irish are drunks. Uh, we should have more to offer than just our drinking culture. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.